you can have a point of view with, with the thing, but, um, there's something about, you know, F8 being there. I mean, the moment is the moment. And if, if, if you catch it, you know, if you, if you're lucky enough to, you know, for whatever reason to, to get that moment that tells the story, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. It's a, I think it's a rare thing to do. I, I, I think these the photo journals, there's so many, you know, this photography podcast is brought to you by Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. Here is your today's host, W. Scott Olsen, with another fascinating conversation. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast from Frames Magazine. My name is Scott Olson, and today today we are going into one of the coolest kinds of photography that's out there, one of the most expressive, one of the most insightful. We're talking about portraits, and, and not just headshots. We're, we're talking about portraits that really get into the ability of photography to re- reveal, in some part at least, the soul of the person that you're taking a picture of. Uh, we're talking with Drake White down in Augusta, Georgia. Drake has got a tremendously interesting story, uh, a fantastic career as a photojournalist, as a portraiture, as a gallerist. Uh, the man's even worked on a shrimp boat. He's been in the army, well, not in the army, he's an army, army brat, Navy vet, all sorts of cool things out there. And he's got some, some really cool stuff out there with still lives, with architectural work. I, I'm really, really looking forward to this conversation. Drake, how you doing today? How's life down in Georgia this morning? Uh, uh, it's a very well, th- thanks for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure being here. I I'm a long admirer of uh, Frames Magazine. I think uh, Thomas does a fantastic job. It's raining here today, but um, that's okay. I, I, I intend to spend some time here with you and your friends. Well, I, I got to tell you, man, I used to live just about an hour east of you in Greenwood, South Carolina. Okay. Uh, yeah. been, been to Augusta many times. Uh, I know that part of the world. It, it is a beautiful part of the world, even in the rain. Um, <laughs> although when I was there, the, the, we, we got the edges of a couple hurricanes when I was living there. So that, that, was, always a, that was always a challenge, too. Yeah, we, we we always seem to be just out of reach, but which is fine by me. <laughs> not not always, man. Not, I, I've seen a couple come up through the Gulf and head your way. Oh yeah, yeah, but nothing nothing too severe. I, I think the worst weather events that we have around here is or ice storms in in the winter. They can, oh. you know, they can change the landscape very quickly. <laughs> Okay. Well, man, I, I want to get to your work here in just a minute. But in, in doing my research, I came upon a whole series of, of really cool stories from your early days. Mm. Um, I mean, and, and you were, you know, big into the music scene when you were growing up. Um, right. But you were a behind the scenes guy. You were doing lights. You were doing sound. You, I mean, That's even right. you know, Leonard Skinner comes through town and, and, and yeah. you get to work with those guys, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Quite a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for all of us. But nonetheless, man, so why the early interest in the arts? I mean, you could have been doing sports. You could have been doing business. You could have been doing all sorts of things. You know, what what attracted you to the music, to the light and sound design and that kind of stuff? That's an interesting... I... um I uh, was never going to be a, a, um, a businessman. I knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, I really didn't have, when I was young and got out of high school, I really had no idea what I was going to do other than mm-hmm. literally to stay out of the draft. I mean, we're talking about you know, early 70s. And yep. uh, I'll, I'll be very honest about that. I, I went to school like a lot of people just to get the deferment. And then luckily, you know, the, the, they stopped drafting people. And um, 
So I, 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 and I, I, so I knew that I wasn't ever going to be a, a nine to five guy. I, and I don't, I don't know why maybe it's, I can't explain that aspect of it, but, but, and the, I got into music kind of by accident. Of course I was, you know, I was young. I loved music back then. I played drums in a you know little garage band. I wasn't any good. <laughs> we weren't any good, but it was fun. I always loved it. Um, so I, this opportunity came up to, to roadie for a band and some friends of mine. So I said, yeah, let's do that. That's, that sounds like fun. And I, and, and I, so I got into the business side of that a little bit and support with, and, and started a little sound company and, mm-hmm. and traveled around the Southeast and, and other places. And, and, uh, it was all, all good. And, and, and um, I, I, but I did realize that I simply did not have the caliber of, understanding of music and, or uh, or uh, the ear the people i was working with could, were hearing things and talking about things that just i had no idea what was going on so i i figured out pretty quickly that for me to succeed in in, in that business was going to be pretty tough mm-hmm. i mean i love you know and of course there was the lifestyle thing too i i, I got a little tired of of, of that uh, and wanted to do something else so like you said i i i Quit the band. I and, and sold 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 my half of the the um the company to a to a guy who opened up in, in Miami and did a very you know had, had a tremendous career down there with it and um but I I went the completely other way and like you mentioned it I I went to work on a shrimp boat for a season right. and uh, to get completely away from everything and really kind of figure out okay what what is next what am I going to do and and um. Was there a camera in your life at all at these days? No, 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 no. Uh, um, I, I'm still, you know, I was still heavily into music, and but I, you know, I, the the time on the shrimp boat afforded me a lot of time to read. So it's, you know, I I and I wanted to go back to college. I figured that I should go back to college because you know, for what I didn't know at the time, and and so I, I, how was I going to pay for college and um weirdly enough i decided to join the navy mm-hmm. and and they you know they took I took the battery test and they said well you can do this and this and this and i said well i don't want to do that <laughs> what else what else do you have uh and again so you know it's some way to keep my 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 you know hands in some kind of creative you know enterprise i i they had a photography program so i I signed up. I said, well, I, you know, that sounds like, you know, it's something, you know, I'm not blowing people up. I'm not, I'm not fixing airplanes. I'm not driving submarines. I don't, you know, it's just something totally mm-hmm. different. And it just, uh, you know, I went to their basic A school and I, I, I really flourished. I mean, it was, it was obvious um, from the get go that I was hooked. I mean, I, I didn't know anything when I joined the Navy. I barely, I, I had bought a, an old NICOR, was it a three or something? I forget what they called it. Nickermad. It was a Nickermad. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I bought it just simply because, well, I should know something before I joined. Well, I didn't know anything, and I, you know, I took I took a, a, a occasional you know role or two, but not nothing. I mean, I had fun doing it. I knew that, but then once I got into a school and they started teaching me how it really works and and you know here's the rules you can break and here's the rules you can't break and so so i, I got a basic education in, in in the navy and they had this remarkable program where they would send uh you know selected photographers to the the graduate program at syracuse university it was a, a military um photojournalism class where they they basically cons- consolidated graduate school into one year and that really that really opened my eyes to you know what what um 
you know, what, what can be done with a camera and sort of, you know, set me on fire for, for a life as a photographer, at least, at, at least at that time. You are about the fourth or fifth person I've interviewed or, or I know who has gone through the Navy photography mm-hmm. program. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if the Army or the Marines or the Air Force has a photography school. But they do. I have, I've never met anyone from any of those programs. It seems like the Navy guys are, are getting out there and having photographic careers. I mean, and maybe the other guys too, you know, just accident that I, that I haven't yeah. run across yeah. them. But yeah. t- tell me a bit more. I mean, I know they come in and they say, this is film. You know, they, they start with, with you know, <laughs> Exactly right. <laughs> it's exactly right. It's it's you know you know nothing, you know, and and I didn't know anything, and so they they started with you know this is a camera, this is how a shutter works, this <laughs> you know this is you know what well, it was really interesting. I I learned to photograph using. I mean, when I really feel like I learned to photograph was once I got out of A school, I was stationed aboard an aircraft carrier, and we did the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. And they had some old Leicas on board, which I could take on short with me. But I didn't have a meter. So I was taking the old, you know, Kodak Tri-X boxes and using the little, remember the little graphics on the side of the box? Yes, I do. You know, know, cloudy bright, you know, in the shade. (laughs) And so that's how I learned, that's how I learned to look at light was with, with, you know, walking around and and shooting that stuff and, you know, really looking at the light and and see what it was doing the dark when I get. So it was, it was a terrific way to learn. I really see light. Even today I tell anybody who starts, you know, approaches me with some notion that they, they want to get serious about photography. And I said, buy a film camera, mm-hmm. learn how to learn how to look at light. And I mean, um, that will inform you. It's not going to, you know, you, you actually should photograph a little bit differently when you're shooting digital, but uh, that's not, that's not the point. I mean, photography is about light. You've got to learn to understand what light does um, before I think you can make a good picture, you know? I mean, so the, when, the, when you, when you were on short leave, were you doing just tourist pics? Were you doing street yeah, work? Yeah, I had, I, yeah, no, no, I had, it was street work. I mean, I, I, I built my first portfolio doing that street work and, and that's the portfolio that I, I used to get into Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, and, and so, and I still have a few of those pictures on my wall today. I don't really, it's funny because I don't, until I got involved with this gallery, I didn't really put my pictures up. Um, I sort really? of, yeah, I, I just wasn't that interested in looking at them again. I, I, um, so anyways, I had a studio here in town and I, I consolidated with this gallery that I started and and during that move, some you know some photographs fell out of a couple of boxes, and, and a couple of them were taken you know forty years ago, and they're they're just terrific. <laughs> I mean, they they're really you know they they they've they've stood up you know, and and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm and I'm still proud to say that's you know that's my photograph. I mean, I you know there's not that many of them, but you know, I, I maybe I heard somebody else say this at some point, but if 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 I can make you know twelve or twenty good pictures a year then i'm you know that's a successful year i think you know i mean everybody's i you know i shoot not daily but pretty pretty, you know multiple times each week and and i still feel that way you know it's if i get one good picture a month (laughs) you know the the ones the ones that will encourage you to go do it again right yeah i mean absolutely you know i have so many that that no one will ever see and and i don't want to look at it you know tons Mm -hmm. tons of ways but anyway, so I was really very lucky. Uh, I, I got a tremendous education through the Navy. They also, you know, subsidized it in a way that I never could have. I mean, I, you know, 
wasn't anything for me to ask for, a, you know, 20 rolls of film. Right. And, you know, sign out and go shoot exactly what I wanted with it. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, it was it was wonderful. Uh, after so and after Syracuse, I got a, I, I, I was sent to Washington, D.C., where I, where I worked for the recruiting command and basically did only grip and grins. Okay. I, I, I managed to use my training as a photojournalist just, you know, a handful of times in, in the three years that I was at that duty station. So, but, you know, you have a cool story of how you wound up then at the uh, Augusta Chronicle. I've always been interested in journalism. I, I, I always, you know, was a, a big current events guy and, I, you know, I always read the papers and the books and stuff. And, and once I got into journalism and, and really got to, to see, you know, what it would take, I, I knew that I, when I was working in Washington, I was, again, working on a portfolio to get a job once I got out. And um, I went to my hometown newspaper in Augusta and uh, just to get a critique from some working photographers. Mm-hmm. I, wasn't, I wasn't looking for a job with them at all. I just wanted to say, okay, what do you, you know, what do you guys think? And, and it was a good, it was, you know, it was a really good visit. And I, I, they remembered that I was going to get out of the Navy that December. I got out of the Navy and a week later, I get a phone call from the chief photographer of the paper. And, you know, I said, it was just another one of those, you know, serendipity kind of things almost. The Navy, Navy returned me to my hometown on their penny. I mean, it just worked out so well. And, um, and I was working on a daily newspaper straight out of the Navy. And um, it was, it, it, you know, it was really heady times. It was good stuff. I, I, I was, you know, my, my, my goal was to change the world back then with the camera. I was going to be a mm-hmm. serious photojournalist. And I was, I was going to make an impact. Yeah. Let, let me throw one of, one of your, your own quotes at you here then. Because uh, uh, you, you, you said photojournalism is the most legitimate type of photography there is. Uh, well, I still believe, I, I, I think truth is everything. I try to make you know beautiful images. That's okay. and I and I that's the things that interest me in portraiture as well. In terms of, I don't really care so much about capturing a likeness. You know, it's really if I can you know get a glimmer of their character in a picture, that's when it's that's when it starts telling the truth again. So I, I and so photojournalism. The, you know, to be a true photojournalist, you don't set up pictures. You walk into a situation and you and you and you interpret it as now. This is your truth, I guess. It can't. It's, I'm not saying it's not subjective. You can definitely right. have a you can have a point of view with with the thing. But um, there's something about you know f eight and being there. I mean, the moment is the moment, <laughs> and if 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 you catch it, you know, if you if you're lucky enough to you know, for whatever reason to to get that moment that tells the story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a hard it's a hard thing to do. It's a, I think it's a rare thing to do. I I, I think these the photojournalists there's so many you know over the years that have that have done it and done it so well. And it's it, it's I to this day I you know I, I'm I'm a avid follower of, of photojournalism. I you know subscribe to multiple newspapers and you know of course the internet has op- opened up so many different other venues and such. Yep. So, um, yep. but then you know you're always you know, looking to find something new. And, and, and I, I, I don't know if anything new has been done with that camera in quite some time, but there, uh, when those authentic genuine moments happen, there's just no denying them. You know, uh, um, I'll tell you a thing that's probably maybe one of the things that in terms of a story about my career, so I, so I, I worked at the newspaper for a couple of years and it, you know, of course they, they didn't pay very much that, you know, it was just, 
and and I started making babies and and, and buying houses, <laughs> yep. and, and and knew that I you know if if I was going to you know do I, do I want to raise a family in a healthy way or do I want to be a photojournalist? Those things are those two things are hard to manage. Both of those, um, I think, real sacrifice is is made by by photojournalists, and I think you have to make a decision that you're going to make some compromises to your life. And I really wasn't ready to do that after after working as a photojournalist for a couple of years and and so i i, I quit and started a a, a a little studio where i did corporate editorial and advertising work i didn't i didn't do baby pictures and i didn't I did do weddings you know those are fine professions but there was always too much pressure for me mm-hmm. <laughs> weddings you screw up somebody's weddings and you're you know you're you're mud forever and <laughs> and ever and ever and i just you know that's that's too much pressure for me so same thing with the baby pictures i think are incredibly hard i don't know how you i don't know how they do it <laughs> well you know i i, I was i was listening to you to tell the story in, in another outlet and you you talked about you know it, it was a pretty big decision to commit to family instead of commit to career and and, and you know god love you for that you know what what a bit of integrity say you know these are these are where i'm going to uh, put the, the majority of my heart and soul. So you, you and a guy named Chris Howard, you know, a designer, decided to open this this company. To, I mean, tell me about the early. I mean, were they all product shots? Were they fashion shots? I shot everything from fashion to product to annual reports. I mean, it was a, it, it it was a it was a good gig for me. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I got to do a lot of different things. I got to work for a lot of different clients. Um, I've made a decent living doing it, but I I, I did get tired of. You know, frankly, working for clients, I, I, I you know, you, it's a terrible thing to say. Um, <laughs> I, I just got tired of having to again compromise what my vision was to make mm-hmm. a picture that fulfilled their needs. I mean, I, you know, they when they hired me, they would say, "We love your work. We, you know, we want, we want, we want to do what you, you do, what you want to do." And then, of course, it comes time to do what I'm going to do, and somebody who doesn't know as much as I'm going to do is going to tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the relationship between photographer and art director is one that could yeah, be a soap yeah. opera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Indeed. It, it, is, it is. There's a lot of drama there. Now, now my friend, Chris Howard is a, a, an incredible designer and taught mm-hmm. me, has taught me so much and, and we got along very well. And, and so we, 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 we got into desktop publishing because we were, you know, doing all these projects and stuff. And then, and then you know the internet and CD-ROMs popped up first. We 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 had committed to do CD-ROMs because we were right. so enamored with desktop books. That that quickly became the internet. When 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 was it Netscape? What was the name of the browser? Yeah, Netscape. Uh, the first Netscape. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was like the first browser where you could literally post pictures and words together and and, and somewhat you know design with basic HTML. It was still very mm-hmm. very early. Mm-hmm. But we jumped all over that. We figured that okay, this is the future, and and you know, it, it was we did we did some interesting things. We started a, a little travel magazine, and it got noticed by a, a, a startup in San Francisco, and they purchased uh, the company and moved us all out to San Francisco, where where I spent I spent you know the last twenty years, and we going going through the you know the first bubble of. And then going through mobile stuff. So I, I, and at that time, I was so committed to changing the world through the web because <laughs> it, it was all about communication, right? And, I, and I'm, right. My, my simple mind was thinking, you know, that's, that's the key to, you know, world peace is people just got, need to understand each other and, and talk with each other. And here's the internet. The internet is going to, you know, break down these barriers and, 
you know, hallelujah. But um, <laughs> that, that didn't quite work out. <laughs> no, I, 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 I was going to say, uh, there was a left turn in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So... Anyways, when I got into that, I, I literally put my camera down. I stopped taking pictures. And this is like uh, 95. Mm-hmm. And I, I, when I put it down, I said, I'm not going to shoot pictures until I can shoot pictures for myself only. So I moved to San Francisco, and I, I kept my hand in it by, uh, you know, I shoot the occasional redwood, <laughs> you know, landscape kind of thing, or a, a still, yeah. you know, a, a, a pear in the, in the kitchen. Or and I, and I had a good friend, one of the designers that, that, that moved out there, he'd started a fashion line. And, and so I was shooting fashion and, and for several years. So I kept my my hands in it, but I really was not a dedicated photographer at all. I, I, I took on no clients mm-hmm. or anything like that. So, so how do you wind up coming back to Augusta and opening a gallery and getting into the portraits? I mean, that, 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 that's a huge change. Yeah, it was a huge change. We, we, we made a, 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 a decision to move back to Augusta for family reasons. Uh, I also tell people I'm an economic refugee. Mm-hmm. It was so, so expensive <laughs> to live in the Bay Area. And then yep. the, literally the cost of living in Augusta is like a quarter of it. And we still all had a lot of family here and stuff. So, you know, I, I if I said it once, I said it a thousand times, I'd, I'd never return to Augusta. And, and, I, I, and I meant it. I meant it. And I, and I felt terrible when I came back here because I, I, I just didn't want to come back here. I, I, I didn't know how much it had changed. And that's one of the most gratifying and humbling things that has happened to me is moving back to the to this town and, and find out how how sophisticated it has gotten from a culturally mm-hmm. and, a, and a socially standpoint too this Augusta still has issues that it's going always going to wrestle with but um i have made a um a, a, a commitment to stay here now now the portraits happened during covid oh okay uh, i was uh, i was i was shooting uh, or it was actually post covid because during COVID, I was literally into my studio and doing lots of still lifes. And, and I'd walk the streets looking for abstract stuff with architecture and stuff like that. It was really, again, me just sort of doing shooting whatever attracted my eye, whatever it was. But mm-hmm. I, I had a nephew who wanted, needed some headshots. He's, he's an aspiring rapper. Okay. And uh, I said, okay, sure, come on over. You know, I just played it as a lark and really enjoyed playing with him. But it, uh, the idea occurred to me that there are plenty of artists out there who would need a good headshot and probably don't have the money to pay for a good one. And so I, I actually called some artists that old friends of mine that have sustained their career through the years and are really quite accomplished artists now and, and approached them about the, look, if you'll come sit for me, you can use the pictures however you want. It was, it was a pure barter. I, 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 I wanted to get my chops up and, 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 try to make quote unquote serious you know portraits uh, of people and I'd, I'd shot plenty of fashion i'd shot annual reports i shot all kinds of stuff you know with, with people involved but i i wanted to sort of slow down the pace and get back into it and uh so it was a it was it worked out very well you know uh, one artist would recommend another and, and I, I really chased people who were who had committed themselves to the life to i mean that was the that was the main criteria some people I didn't know at all. They were just pure kind of, um, you know, recommendations. Mm-hmm. So that was good in terms of networking and, and getting in touch with people to sit for me. But what I learned and what, what I, I sort of made one of my only terms for the shoot is 
if for some reason you don't like the picture, you have to agree to come back. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and because I, listen, I, I really see this as a collaborative process. And I, I think Avedon's the guy who said this first, or maybe his daughter said it, I don't know, but um, a, a, a good portrait is given, it's not taken. Yeah. And I truly, truly believe that. So I, I you know, so I often shoot some people three and four times. And that, now and it's not, it's not because I don't capture a decent picture the first time there. But, you know, the first sitting is always, you know, they don't know what they're getting into. You know, it's all kind of strange. They, in some cases, they didn't know me at all. So I always have, you know, try to sit down and have a, you know, a, a conversation like you and I are having here right now. You know, and I, actually, I ask more questions than I do talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, let, let me interrupt with a question here because, you know, one of the things, I mean, we're, and we're going to get to your, your individual portraits here in just a second because this is just stellar, outstanding work. But to, in terms of um, technique, in terms of aesthetics, in terms of even, you know, gear, what, what are the big differences between a portrait and a fashion shoot? Oh, wow. Uh, well, you know, um, it just depends on the moment. I mean, I, you know, the fashion show is about, you know, you're trying to create awareness and sales about a product. Right. Or a lifestyle. But, but, but again, you're, you're using lifestyle to sell a product. In some ways, that's, you know, it, fashion can be very, you know, interesting and, and fun to shoot. I, I, I've sent plenty of fashion and it's, and it's nice to work with models who are wanting to make good pictures. That that's you know that's that, that's a real bonus as well. So the difference between maybe that is that the model walks into a situation knowing what to do, knowing how to turn it on for the camera, you know, <laughs> yep. and knowing how to be you know uh, real. I mean, because uh, successful models, I mean, you get to see who they are. You, I mean, they 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 put it on the line for you. So mm -hmm. um, portraitures, uh, I think, a little different I, I, again i i'm you know you, yes you want a nice picture you know nice likeness and gee he looks happy there he looks he looks confident there he looks he looks comfortable there uh that's all good but you know like, nobody can capture anybody's character in a single image it's all there's too, you know there's there's too many facets to, to people so i i really do try to look for something just a glimmer of something else during the session and i uh this whole idea about coming back a second time it's all you know what what that happened after the first couple of the sessions because mm -hmm. i'd get back to to the desktop and start editing the pictures and i'd go oh man i should have done this and again remember i'm tr i'm just trying to get my skills back and focus right. so to speak so i you know i just said you know what i should ask them to come back and uh, find out okay then now, now they're more comfortable with me they they know what to expect they come in here and i and i tell them Look, this this is a, a collaboration between you and me. I want to make a good picture that both you and I are proud of. So, and I, I said, look, we, we gotta, we gotta. This is something we need to work on together. But they, they don't, they don't come in with a vocabulary saying, "Oh, I want this," you know, um, you know, black and white. I want this high contrast. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's not it. Now, I'm not asking them to art direct or, or give me ideas about the pictures. Mm -hmm. What, what? Again, I'm just trying to get them to give something of themselves personally. My setup is pretty much the same all the time. Now, I'll, you know, during the session, I'll move when I change their angle or whatever stuff like that. But I, mean, I use, you pretty much use the same gear, the same lighting schemes. At least I start at ground zero and I, and I go from there. Mm -hmm. I, I don't expect them to know what to do when they come in here. And I don't ask, and I don't pose them that much. 
I, I, it really well, is. I was, was going to ask about that in a second. Okay. I, I, it's really about the conversation again. It, it's, 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 I, I meet the people, I talk to the people. And if, if I'm really lucky, if I'm successful, the conversation continues in the studio. Cause, and we're just talking and, you know, again, revealing each other to, you know, and, and, and then if, if the thing is really successful, we end up with a print where somebody else can have a conversation. Ah, absolutely. Yes. So that conversation can continue. And that's really what, well, maybe that's what all artists really are looking for is for that conversation to happen. You know, what, what, what are you doing? What, why are you doing this? You know, and, and who are you? And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, those, those kind of questions. Um, so that's that's kind of the the, the basis of it. Now the, the gallery thing happened because I was I was taking all these. I had you know I'd, I'd shot around thirty five artists and stuff, and it was going really well. And we received very well, and and and, and people kept asking, me, "What are you going to do with all these pictures?" I I didn't know. I ha- I had no plan. Um, but there was a um, the, the local arts organization, Greater Augusta Arts uh, Council. Us um, had got a hold of some NEA money, and and so I applied for this grant and uh, to put on a show of uh, the artists paired with their work. With their work, yes, that's fantastic. I don't know if any. I've I've never seen a photo exhibit that way. I think that's genius. Yeah, well, thank you. I, it went it went very. I mean, it, 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 listen, it was all incredibly natural. No, nobody had any grand ideas. Trust me, mm-hmm. this was just let's do this. You know, and I found this space from this empty space. Um, the lady that I'm working with, Amy Donaldson, was very generously, you know, just let me put the show on for free. It was just going to be a pop-up event, this weekend deal. And it was just greatly received. And everybody, the artists loved it. And the public was really successful. And, and so there, this came this opportunity to just stay in this space and, and operate a fine art gallery. Not, and it truly is about artists. It's a fine art. I, I, there's, there's, there hasn't been any photography exhibitions here. Yeah. Maybe at, at one point we'll be, you know, we'll do we'll do one. I'm sure, but um, right now it's just about trying to support local artists here in town. I, I, these are people doing, you know, national caliber work and have been doing it for 30, 40 years, and people in town don't even know they exist. You know, it's all about awareness. We should tell everyone it's called the Candle um, Gallery without an E, C-A-N-D-L. I, I'm looking at the Jay Jacobs stuff on your website right now. Just really interesting stuff. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a remarkable artist. I, I, and I, I tell you the thing that's been so gratifying is getting to know these people. And, and, and you know, he gave an artist talk, a couple artist talk now. Since he, we, we run shows every six weeks. We put a new artist through every six weeks. And we've been mm-hmm. going doing this since last January. Um, and so um, Jay was Jay's a, a very thought-provoking uh, individual. He, he, his work is very personal. He's, he's, got a, uh, he's got an incredible hand and an eye uh, um and he he's just very honest about what he paints and 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 does not uh i i I use the word unflinching with him he's he's whatever is on his mind ends up on on his on his wood and he paints acrylic on on wood and it's just it's fascinating to see somebody like and what what's really great is to watch people come in here who don't know he exists and just fall in love with the world it's just so gratifying Let's take just a quick break. 
We hope very much that you are enjoying today's episode. The very fact that you are listening to this podcast suggests that photography means a lot to you. And if that's the case, you might want to have a look at Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. We truly believe that excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit readframes.com to find out more about our publication. And now, back to today's conversation. We will have the website for the gallery on, on the uh, page for this podcast as well. But l- let's go back to your, your own work here. Um, and, and I want to I want to march through a couple of your portraits and then some of your still lives and that kind of stuff, just to hear the stories behind them. Because I'm I'm, I'm knowing what you know you've just said and you know that these pe- how these people are coming in your conversations. I'm really curious about you know, the, the genesis and, you know, everything from first conversation to print on a couple yeah. of these. And then let, let's start with one of the early ones you've got on your website, and that's Baruti Tucker. T- tell me the story of that image. Baruti Tucker? Okay. Baruti is a force of nature. <laughs> Baruti, Baruti came into the studio and was, and owned it. I mean, okay. I, there's been nobody come through the studio like Baruti. An incredibly <laughs> positive man uh, who who does remarkable paintings and, he, and what's kind of he paints with his hands it's okay really, okay it's amazing amazing when he, anyways so so he's and so broody comes in and he's he's we're talking and and he wants to just put on some music i said sure i always you know i looked and so he puts on this um oh god again the, the name's passing me by it's, a, it's an african artist but it's really just great music and and broody's moving the whole time I mean, he and I actually and I said, "Have you ever, you know, have you ever modeled before?" He's really a good, good-looking, good-looking man, and, and mm-hmm. has a great stature. And and mm-hmm. uh, and he moved the entire time. And he, his was so great. I mean, it was like why I asked him if he had modeled before. He would, you know, he'd be moving and he'd stop and he'd strike a pose. <laughs> and I and I'd shoot it. He he just start moving. He, I mean, just like he'd been doing it his whole life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did not ha- I did not tell him to do a single thing. And, and I I probably shot, uh, maybe we shot two hundred frames. Okay. But and, and they go from, you know, kind of pensive, really up close headshots to one where he just maybe I I think this is on the website. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is where he's. He's just sort of laid out, and both his arms are wide open, and yep. you can see the That's rest the of one. the stu- see, yeah, see the rest of the studio and space and stuff. And um, Broody made Broody's from Manhattan, uh, grew up grew up in, in New York, and moved down to, to Augusta. Like I think it's because of his you know family and his wife. And so I asked him, man, you know, so why did you why did you stay in Augusta? How how you know? Because I I um I really wanted to know. I mean, you know, what 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 keeps you here? And he says Augusta gives me something I couldn't get in Manhattan: time and space. Yeah. And and exactly what he means. I mean, the pace of life here is 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 you know it's not New York City. Um, and so it does get if you're if you're interested in concentrating on something, making something happen on your own. This is a pretty decent environment to to make that happen. So, uh, Broody was just just 
just like I said, a real force of nature, and just a real honor to, to be with. He was a great. Guy. I'm, I'm I'm looking at the shop, though, man. And, and, and you know, he's a painter, and he, he's a painter. So he's got the paint stained pants. He's got the sp- the paint stained shirt. But but all no, all the tones from the backdrop to the stool he's sitting on, the little box that his foot's on. I, I mean, this this is a well designed, um, just in terms of palette shot, and and a beautiful composition with the one leg the one leg bent, the one leg straight. Yeah. Don't tell me this was all an accident. No, no, uh, I didn't. I didn't tell him to do. That. He did. <laughs> he just leaned back. I mean, he leaned back and did that, and I got real excited. I and I shot one. I said, "Hold it!" I said, "So he he let me take three frames." Mm-hmm. But he did. But it's the same shot every time. I mean, one I just got. You know, I was looking for. Okay, where's his foot? You know, if I got his foot in the frame, bang. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do I did I get both his arms in the frame? Bam. Yeah. So I um no I uh, again he. And this is the way this man dresses day in and day out. I, he, he's not um, – I did not need a second shoot with Baruti. That that didn't happen. He, he We got it all in that first shoot. You know, one one of the things about this picture that I just really think is is, is an act of, of small genius, and that's the, the eyeglasses on the um, – box by his foot there. It, it adds such a nice little sub-narrative, subplot to this thing um, that, that I, I really find – he and he took them off. I didn't ask him. To, I mean, we were shooting all day. You know, I had the light control. I wouldn't see any reflections or anything like that. Everything was good. And he just took them off and put them down. Now, I, again, I don't know why, but I I liked it as well. I like. There's another series that I've done with another artist who couldn't let go of her water bottle. <laughs> I mean, she had to have her water bottle in her hand. And um, you know, and so I I just again I don't force anything. I just let it go. You you are you comfortable? Uh, do you feel it? You know, let's just continue. And so we got, and so eventually she set, set the water bottle down and it ended up in one of the pictures. And it's one of the better pictures of her, you know, kind of interacting with me and you see the little water bottle off the side. It's, it, uh, you know, it'd be very easy for an art director to just say, get that thing out of here. It's not relevant. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it, it's certainly be easy enough to remove it in Photoshop, but, you you have a variety of approaches to your portraits. There's black and white. There's color. There's you know shallow depth of field. There's deep. Um, but there, there's one that stands out technically as, as being very different from the others, uh, and that's Jackie Mayo Van Dyke. Um, you, okay. you 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 went in and did more yeah. work on this one. Um, and, and I shouldn't say more work. You did work in a different way on this one. So if, if, I'll let you describe the the print that I'm seeing. Um, but then but, but then tell me the story. This was towards the end of the shoot with her. She was, you know, very, very nice, very sweet, and really kind of quiet and timid and stuff. But I'd seen her work again. You know, there's a strong spirit behind it, and she's a younger, younger artist than I usually shoot with because, as I said earlier, I'm looking for people, you know, that have committed their lives to art, and that Mm -hmm. that you know that puts a certain edge or a patina on their on who they are and and uh so she she was kind of shy and and so i asked her to you know put your hands above your and i i'll be very honest about this i I wanted to get a a picture of her tattoo that she had in her arm right right just so raise your arms above your head and and i said well close your eyes for a second and i i took the picture and then so in post and i you know you mentioned about while my my um, my setup is, I start out, you know, with, with a, a default setting with when I shoot stuff, and mm-hmm. um, when I take it to the desktop, 
I really don't know what's going to happen. I, I do use, I have some presets that I, that I have built that I, that I like to use. And, um, I, I, I have a grayer palette. You don't see a lot of straight color from, right. from, from my stuff. I, I, not that I won't use color. I, I love color, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I, I'm, you know, there was a, there was an old, I had a, one of my Navy senior chief photographers make tell me very early about, about, you know, talking, and we, were, we were talking about black and white, and he, and he says, "Well, the, the saying, you know, the things, the words to follow was, um, if you can't make it good, make it big. <laughs> if you if you can't make it big, make it color." Oh, <laughs> so he was a real purist when it came to yeah, black and white, great. and I, yeah. So, and and I, but I, I think there's kind of, you know, for me, a picture almost has to work in black and white. I oh mean, yeah. I, I'm not saying that you know I don't shoot color for pure color sake because I certainly do that, I, and I love doing that. But something about portraiture and black and white, I just I, you know you get to you really look at the person again more than than you are to see you know what color ties were, whatever. With this image, you did the frame within a frame thing though. Where where'd that come from? Yeah. Oh, that's just a vignette. That's just a vignette tool. Okay. I just you know futzing around. Truly, I you know. Um, so and I've sensed, you know, used that that little technique again. I I liked, I just w- liked the idea of sort of the hyper, you know, look at at, at her expression, at her, at her mm-hmm. face there, and the way it sort of, and let the you know rest of it. So that's a color picture, right? Yep. The, the, yep. The, the, yep. But again, that the the palette is a little grayed back, I think, and and a little softer color than than, you know, it's not a Kodak moment or anything like that, but. Um, <laughs> So that and that's that's just me playing with the light that I can play with and without it and now it's and it's obviously incredibly overt. Yes. You know, I I yes. I did that. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but it was just me you know playing with playing with the tools and and trying to learn. That was that's been the most exciting thing about coming back to photography after all those years in analog. And I you know, I shot with it everything from likes to sinars and had a you know, I had a huge dark room with stainless steel sinks and temperature controls. And I, you know, I had it all and it was all doing great stuff. I mean, you know, quality work, but I never could do color. Cause it's just, there was too much, you know, I shoot, I shoot transparencies, but I never, right. I never, I never did color prints and stuff. So coming back and then, and then jumping into digital, which I did, I, you know, although that I'd been work, been working with digital images and, you know, on the web and, you know, building websites and stuff, I, I didn't do anything with photography as such. And, and so, um, I just love the control that digital <laughs> gives me. Um, yeah. and, and then, and then to be able, I mean, I bought, I, I, I bought a, a Canon printer and started printing my own work again. And that made all the difference in the world. I mean, that really, that finishes the work for me. I mean, I, I, uh, I think every photographer when they're shooting, if they're a good photographer, they're, pre-visualizing to a certain extent and, 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 you know, know what, know what they're shooting and know, and, and know what they hope to achieve in post for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, well, for me, it's the picture's not complete until I can hold it in my hands. Now I, I have to, if it does, it's, it doesn't exist, which is so, I, I tell you, it's just really, I, I ran across this woman here in town who's got just one of the purest, most natural eyes I've ever, you know, she shoots street stuff. She's never been to school. She bought a camera to take pictures of her kids. Uh-huh. She started shooting on the street, and she shoots impeccably. I mean, she's just – it's a marvel. 
because I, I, I had so many questions for her. And when she told me, you know, I don't know. I, her whole her whole experience with photography was taking the picture, posting the pictures to Instagram. If the card fills up, she deletes it so she can take more pictures. <laughs> And I, you know, I'm, I'm aghast, you know, cause she's, she's taking pictures. I wish I had in my book, you know, yeah. what are you doing? Yep. What are you doing throwing that stuff away? So I've been on her for the last year to, you know, so she's finally started backing up her work. And, oh, cool. So Drake, um, we, we only got a couple of minutes left here, but I, I got to ask you, cause you, you've got these, these other um, portfolios on your website. One you call buildings and other things. The other one you call the, the garden path. Um, you know, the buildings are, I mean, it's not technically macro photography, but it's up close it, it's you know it, it, it's details and stuff and the garden path is is a series of still lives but you you were talking about color and how excited you are with with color here and and really these are color compositions you know as as much as they're about shapes and lines they're they're color compositions so t- tell me about with these two portfolios you know your approach to color you know, what grabs your eye what happens in post that kind of stuff so the architectural work is is really sort of well maybe more abstract than anything else. George O'Keefe had a, a a show in San Francisco I went to see, and there was this quote on the wall by her, and she says, "As I get older, uh, color, form, and shape are the only things that really matter to me," and and that really hit me because it's. Uh, it, as I started shooting again, that I was really attracted just to color, form, and shape, and light. You know, that sort of got back to the key essentials of, of and those. A lot of those could be considered still lives too, because, like you say, I'll yeah. go, I'll, yep. you know, just to yep. grab a detail on a building or something like that. So you you could almost see those as still lives as well. And the other still life work that I do in the studio again is just I I don't know since it's all self assigned work and it's it's uh, things that interest me visually. Mm-hmm. And it's just me working, uh, you know. <laughs> and I, I don't have no explain. I can't really explain it. I don't. Rarely do I pick up something and I have the idea fully formed in my head. It does happen. I mean, you know, every now and then I'll, I'll, something happens and I'll go, "Oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do with that," and you know, I'll execute it. Most of the time, it's not like that. It's just, you know, I, I sit in there and I just start pushing stuff around, you know, and and um, when it speaks to me, it's you know, speaks to me. And then sometimes, and I, I will use double exposures. I'll use, you know, I'll try to I'll use move, movement. And uh, I, I don't have any kind of rhyme to reason. I do like to shoot dead flowers for some reason. I, I got I to gotta talk to you about the one called Sundown, the sunflowers here, because, you know, wh- wh- where I live up here in Western Minnesota, North Dakota, sunflowers are everywhere. And I've seen, I thought I had seen every picture of a sunflower that was possible. And, and then this one comes along and this is complicated. This is, this is a, you know, a, a deep image. It's bright. It, it's, an, it's energetic and it's also decaying. And, and, you know, as you said, you know, sundown is the end of something, but also brilliant. Yeah, thank you so much. That's really nice to hear that. I'm 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 proud of that picture. I I I again I've I've got a lot. I've shot a lot of sunflowers, and they were all you know they're always on their way out for some reason. I don't know why. I I, I maybe it's the color of the, that they take on, and and that was taken with an X Pro One, okay. Fuji X Pro One, and I just gotten it, and wasn't really you know, and this that that. <laughs> It's a you know that picture. It's the, that sunflower was sitting on a windowsill, heavily backlit, but this window that had lead glass, and you sort of see the pattern in the background um, of the lead glass. 
but and it was a you know a, a, a bright blue and and I just took a fill card filled it in you know it was really kind of simple you know straightforward shot and and um and it was a test I wanted to see how sharp this you know kit was and this I've got a you know I've got a thirty by forty print of that that just oh, wow. looks ter- this looks wow. terrific I mean it just it held up so well so. I, I I became a committed Fuji shooter at that point. I, I, I'm glad way back in, in the ancient past you made the decision you did on the shrimp boat because you, you've got <laughs> a, a fantastic portfolio here. And, and the still lives are, are inspiring. The architectural stuff is inspiring. The, the portraits are breathtaking. Thank you very much. I, I have enjoyed this conversation a lot. I did too. Thanks very much. It's an honor. Frames because excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit us at www.readframes.com.